Hey guys, it's Emma's Happy List. I'm Emma and this is episode 10, or as the Kiwis would say, episode 10. And speaking of Kiwis, I am joined by a very special Kiwi today called Blake. So without further ado, let's dive straight in. I'm going to start with a song. His name is Blakey, he is my matey, and he's probably annoyed because he is the subject of this song. Well, I thought you were going to actually play a song like from, from like the radio. No. Hi, Blake. Hi, Emma. <laughs> Hi, Emma. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Excellent. Thank you. Excellent. Good. Did you like my song? I did. It was wonderful. I feel like I can do better. His name is Blakey. He is my matey. And he's smiling with his beard. What rhymes with beard? Beard. Ooh. Which makes him very feared. I like it. Yeah. I reckon putting, um, I'm going to put on my happy list, writing silly songs. Mm -hmm. Writing silly songs about my pals. Mm -hmm. I'll write on mine. I'll write on mine. Listen to silly songs written about me by my pals. <laughs> I have big news. I have breaking news. What is it? So my breaking news today is... Um, I have officially run out of pages in this book, which is my gratitude book, which is where I started my happy list. Wow. I know wow. I've officially run out of pages, but the good news is I bought a new one. This one also has shiny sides for That's everyone pretty. who's watching. It's right. pretty, isn't right. it? It's got, it's got an E at the front, so I can't lose it. And mm. everybody knows it's mine. Mm. And... I've already started migrating my happy list into it. Right on. I know. I've still got a way to go, but this is going to be the new Bible. I'm, I'm going to show you mine. It says top secret accounting business. And I think that's pretty, pretty nifty because technically I'm an accountant, even though I'm not working as one right now. Yeah, sorry. We haven't even introduced you. Introduce yourself. Hi, hi Blake. Go, go ahead. Hi Emma, um, I'm Blake, I am a friend of Emma's, uh, we met when we were working together at a bar in Arrowtown in New Zealand, which I think Emma briefed on it as one of her places to have a beer in, in that podcast, um, yeah. the, the fork and tap, and if you say that really fast it's kind of funny, the fork and tap. <laughs> Do you know what's um, also really funny? The way what? New Zealanders say my name. Emma? Emma? <laughs> Um, I believe it's Emma. And also, um, say uh, Emma, oh, sorry, say Emma, it's 10 o'clock, I'm going to bed. <laughs> Emma, it's 10 o'clock, I'm going to bed. <laughs> it's not as bad as it used to be. No, How not. are you right now? Tell everyone. I am, I am currently in Nashville, Tennessee, in the USA. I uh, moved here in August to live with my uh, soon-to-be wife, which is my wife now, but she was my fiancé then. So living the, living the Nashville dream, country music and honky-tonk and cowboy hats. And lots of barbecue food. Lots of barbecue food. I had some really good uh, slow-cooked pork ribs at my friend's house last night. Yeah. Cover, them in, cover them in brown sugar and spices and stuff like that. And I tell you what, I need to learn how to do it. Yeah. Is it yeah, something you're going to pass down to your grandchildren, a recipe? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going to get a recipe from Siobhan and she's going to teach me. Mm -hmm. That sounds delightful. So you're from New Zealand originally. You're in America yes. now. We actually met when you were 
just back from Scotland? No, back no, from the I've, world trip. Yeah, I've done an 18-month um, trip around Europe and then did a month-long trip across the USA. Mm-hmm. And I got back to New Zealand and I, instead of taking up accounting again, I decided I would look at getting into the tourism industry. So that's when, you remember I took you up on the motorbike trip that time? I do. Yeah, it was, was awesome. Working, working for Nomad Safari, scouting out the tourism industry and working at the Fork and Tap as barman. Yeah. We actually met at the Fork and Tap party, didn't we? What party was it? Like, it was. It was a Christmas party when we went over to um, the Cadrona Distillery. Yeah, that. Do you know what? Do you know why I get so confused in my head? It was the Christmas party, but it was summertime, which in my head is weird. Which is why I was like, was it summer party? Was it Christmas party? But it's because obviously we were upside down. Christmas should be in summer so you can go to the beach or to the lake or the river and I mean, have a barbecue. I mean, it's debatable, depending on what side of the world you grew up, I suppose. But isn't it really good, though, in New Zealand where the entire country shuts down from that end of, like, just before Christmas to, like, two weeks after New Year? Like, nothing, nothing's open. Queenstown's a little bit different because it's tourism, but, like, everyone's just on holiday. Yeah, it was, it was a pretty good Christmas day, actually. So I went over to my friend's house. Um, and they had a hammock and it was really sunny and mm-hmm. we got very merry on, and had loads of barbecue food as well. And I uh, chilled out in the hammock for a lot of it. And then, yeah, I, I remember ruining their carpet because I don't open champagne bottles very graciously. Mm-hmm. But apart mm-hmm. from that, it was delightful. Well, that's what Christmas is about. Yeah, so. ruining carpets, you know, ruining mm-hmm. friendships. <laughs> we're, we're, we're always really drunk on Christmas. Though. I imagine it's a universal thing. Yeah, for sure. So going back then, let's rewind. Mm-hmm. I remember the first time I ever saw you. Because um, mm-hmm. you got one, because you got a very distinctive appearance with mm-hmm. your great big bushy beard. Um, and you yes. <laughs> name the film. Uh, I'm going to pick Harry Potter. No, Hot Fuzz. Ah, uh, okay, sweet. It's been a while since I've seen that. I do like that movie, though. It's such a great movie. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so your distinctive appearance. But I was saying this about one of my other friends as well. There's been a few instances in my life where I've noticed someone and I've just known straight away we're going to be friends. And you were oh, right. yeah, it was straight away, right? Yeah, I think literally. Talking, we were talking for about 10 minutes and decided we were best friends and that we were going to go on adventures around Queenstown together. Literally, that is exactly how the conversation went. Oh, it's yeah. like... Hi, I'm Blake. Hi, I'm Emma. You like adventure? I like adventure. Let's go. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Plus, you're really smiley, and I like smiley people. So. I'm quite smiley. Thank you. It's really nice mm-hmm. of you to say. Um, mm-hmm. And actually, one of the first conversations we ever had um, was about the how to win friends and influence people. We both read that oh. book, mm-hmm. and we it's were both book. listening very well to one another. And I was like, hmm, this guy's listening lots. And he was like, oh, this girl's listening lots. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we uh, we had good skills from that book, I believe. Yeah, still one of the best books I've ever read. Yeah, it's a really good book, actually. Um, another one for I've recommended quite a few books on the pod- podcast so far. That's another yeah. one. It's, it's written like by Dale Dale Carnegie, and it's like it. written in 1920 or something like that. It's yeah, really, that's really what old. I was gonna say. It's like really old, but really like universal. Like because well, yeah. it's it's just human nature, isn't it? It's just how humans yeah. um, are and how to be nice to people. Essentially, I feel or how. I think one of the biggest things I took away from that book is that people love to talk about themselves. 
Yeah. And look at yeah. me giving people platforms to talk about themselves. How nice am I? <laughs> so lovely. I am lovely. I'm just kidding. But let's, um, oh, let's talk about your happy list then. So first of all, do you actually have a happy list or have you literally I do. crawled I, one after, out? After we talked about this the other day, uh, when I was sitting here building lights at work, and I, I listened to all your podcasts ever since, and I wrote down a happy list. Oh my and gosh, how exciting. I thought that was such a great idea, and I've actually been telling people about it here. And some people who I thought would think it was dumb have been like, wow, that's really cool. It's a good idea. That explains my little American percentage. When I've had a little look at like the listening stats, I'm like, okay, I know Blake in America, but I can't think of anyone else that would want to listen to my voice over in America. But it must be you, your must influence. Thank you. Thank you for that. Love. Spreading um, the joy. Yeah, so my, my, um, my happy list is, well, I've got 23 things on it at the moment. Oh, that's amazing. That's such a good start. Yeah, and they're, they're not in any specific order because I just just was sitting down throwing some things um, down at the, at the list. But the one that sort of sticks out to me is a combination of two. Ooh, how interesting. And, yeah, and it's so one of them is one that has kind of been covered by um, a few people. Mm-hmm. And one's something that's completely different. And it's a, it's a weird combination of them. And it sort of harks back to New Zealand, which you'll sort of get a bit when I uh, start talking about it. So I can delve on in if you like. I am really curious, but I also want to make the point. So mm-hmm. I've already said this, I think, previously, but just to reiterate to everyone who's listening, um, anyone is welcome on to this podcast to share what makes them happy. And like a lot of the anxiety comes from, oh yeah, but it's already been mentioned and it's, you know, okay, the fact that it's universal is great because that means that it resonates with different people, but also your version of that is going to be very different and your story behind why that means something to you and why that brings you joy is going to be very different from someone else's reasons why do you know what I mean there's going to be like a specific instance of your life where you're like yep I really felt like really happy and grateful and joy when I when I was in that situation so I never ever want anyone to feel like they can't share because it's been taken if you will because it's not been taken it it belongs to it belongs to the universe so Go ahead. It's, it's, quite, it's, well, it's quite fun listening to it on that point. It's quite fun listening to the podcast because every time someone talks about something, generally it's on your list as well. And you can think about, you guys are talking about uh, specific examples that pertain to your own experiences. And I've got my own things that I just want to just shout at the podcast. Like, yeah. <laughs> so that happens though. That is yeah. like, that is the human experience though, isn't it? Like every story that you've ever been told, you will automatically put your own like spices onto it. If that makes sense, you will always internalize it with your own flavor. So I'm so curious. You have to like put me out of my misery. Tell me. Okay. Okay. So the, the one that people will, um, obviously has been talked about before is being, somewhere peaceful or lovely one of your favorite places going to your that place that you love going to right mm-hmm. um so there's there's a whole lot of places i've been i'm lucky to have traveled quite extensively around europe the usa i've been to japan and australia and obviously new zealand as well and some of the places i've been have been absolutely spectacular so in the mountains of france or on the around the islands of scotland like uh, the Isle of Skye, particularly, or in the, and you didn't even bother coming to Wales. 
<laughs> Had I known you, maybe? I'm just kidding. There's always um, time. <laughs> there's definitely always time. Um, but in, in particular for me, places where I like to go uh, in New Zealand, I still think it's the most stunning place in the world. And it's sort of the best part about it is there's so many different sceneries. They're so vastly different. They're so close together. Yeah. So you don't, you can drive an hour and be in some completely different landscape than you were when you left. So yeah. there's, there's two specific places I want to talk about. And one, I'm not sure if you ever went up there, but it's up the Arrow River from Arrowtown at Maystown. Yeah. So I love that place. In autumn, it's just a bustling display of all different colors of, of autumn. So it's the browns and oranges and golds. And it's yeah. just quite breathtakingly beautiful and then it's got all the ruins of the old gold mining huts about it and the river and mountains and all that sort of thing that comes with it so it's quite a stunning sort of place and if you go in spring you get all the lupin blooms and the and the broom uh, flowers as well so it gives that gorgeous smell that comes with it Mm -hmm. Uh, so that's one place and then the other place is and this one I'm, i'm not sure if you did go here but you know, if you go down to Dunedin from Queenstown, yes, and you come to the town Alexandra with the clock on the hill, yes. So the old main road between Queenstown and Dunedin used to basically go in a straight line over that hill where the clock is, and barrel down over the high country into Dunedin. Yes. Whereas now, now it goes right around the outside of that high country because it's normally covered in snow over winter. But it's it's called the old Dunstan Road because the area is called Dunstan up around Alexandra. And if you go down the old Dunstan Road, you come to a place called Pullburn, which is where they filmed, if you, if you guys have seen The Lord of the Rings, it's where they filmed the most part of Rohan with the horses and the rocks and all that sort of Amazing. stuff. Amazing. And it is quite, it's, it's one of my favorite places I've ever been. It's just gorgeous. I gorgeous. feel like this is really triggering memories from our f- a very first conversation when we started planning trips and i feel like it was one of the to-do lists that we maybe didn't do we did loads like don't get me we wrong did talk about it actually, yeah we did I, re- I remember and you were on about as well camping there i swear yeah perfect that's exactly what i was going to say we probably talked about that because there's, yeah. there's a lake there and you can just pull your van or whatever your vehicle you're in up to the, to the side of the lake and pitch your tent and chill out by the lake you literally sold it to me at the time and you've sold it to me again and i didn't go like you owe me you said. Oh, I'm so, I'm so <laughs> oh i forgive you because we did have many adventures and actually we had like well it, it was because of you that i had most of my like fair share of new zealand adventures mm-hmm. i would actually say to anyone who's going traveling or going like to new zealand in particular to befriend the locals because the locals are the ones that will know all the gems. Like, obviously, you get your list of, like, things that you can find on Google and stuff. But if you have a little chat to the locals, they – and, like, there were so many of them in Arrowtown because we worked at the bar, obviously. So many locals in there. And you get little gems, little sweet gems of what to do and where to go. And it can just, like, completely change your experience of the countries, I feel, in my opinion. Yeah, because we love showing New Zealand off because it's, it's a lot of fun. Right? Mm-hmm. and it's it's always fun taking people who you've got an affection for to places you love are you telling so, me you're, you've got an affection for me everyone does i mean you're lovely you're one of the <laughs> loveliest people we all know oh stop i am mm-hmm. actually burning up now blushing 
but yeah, so we, we, we want to take people and show them the places that aren't on the tourist lists. And mm. we, we very rarely do it if, you know, if someone just sort of came into the pub who we never met before. But because you were working at the pub and all the locals at the pub liked you, then they were a lot more open to telling you places to go. Yeah, for yeah. sure. So when, yeah, when you do gen, genuinely befriend the locals, we'll, we'll tell you the best places. Yeah, for sure. It happened to me as well uh, when I went to Belgium. So I mm-hmm. went to Belgium and um, I had an, a shared like um, car share from the airport. Um, and in the car, there was me, so from Wales. Then there was um, a girl from Belgium, uh, from Brussels herself. Then we had um, an American dude and his cousin who was Italian. And there was like a 30 minute car journey into Brussels or whatever. And we were literally just like yapping the entire time. We bounced off each other so well. And um, the girl was like, oh, you should like come meet me this evening and I'll show you all the best places. And I was like, hells yeah, like my luck Mm -hmm. for that. Um, And then she literally did. Like it was like, I love Brussels now. And I feel like it's because I went to all the nooks and crannies that like aren't very well known because I had the opportunity obviously to go see like the tourist spots which I did but the fact that I was able to go with like a local to all the best little places it was just amazing so that is my top tip actually for travelers and anyone really just befriend the locals they know much so much more than you know google And, and then and then on the flip side of that if you if you're away traveling somewhere and you meet someone from somewhere else and you're going to be friends with them, really become friends with them, because then when you go traveling to their neck of the woods, they can show you around around where they're from. So yeah. I did that in, when I was in Scotland. I met um, some people from Germany and the Czech Republic and uh, from Texas. Mm-hmm. And then so when I got to their area of the world while I was traveling, they took me out and we did things in their area. So in Czech Republic, we went out to this um, old quarry that had been turned into a swimming lake. And Amazing. just jammed there swimming in, in the Czech Republic for a day. And te- they, they took us out to a, a, like an outdoor bar and a farm. And we drank out there. It was just spectacular. And just from, yeah, meeting the locals or meeting, meeting people and being friendly with them mm-hmm. just changes your whole uh, ability to travel. Really. Speaking of swimming, mm-hmm. do you remember one specific memory <laughs> where you and I went down to the river... Uh, what's it called? Uh, the Kaura. Yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. Why don't you explain what happened, you sneaky sausage? Hold on, what one was this? I have to think. So when you got me to stand in a particular pace for a particular picture. <laughs> that, that one on the, uh, on the shot over. Yeah, oh, so shot I... over, that's it. Shot over yeah. river, so like where they do all the jet um, mm-hmm. boat rides. Yeah. Why don't you yeah, share... So... So I was I was a motorbike tour guide for a company called Nomad Safaris in Queenstown, and we had quads that we would take people around on trips all around the this mountain Queenstown hill behind, right behind Queenstown, and we had a couple of buggies and I put Emma in a buggy one day and we tour around the mountain and we came down the back of the mountain, right down to this shot over river, <laughs> and being that I go down there every single day for work. I knew exactly where to, to stand in the good spots. And so I told Emma I'd get her a photo of her when the jet boat comes past. And for those of you guys that don't know, the shot of a jet is a twin V8 engined jet boat, which tears down the river valley at ridiculous speeds. 
and really close to the like really close to the rocky walls what you call them so as long as as long as the water is like three inches deep the boat the boat can travel in it and it will just go really close to the rock walls as fast as it can go it's terrifying but it's a lot of fun and i told emma to stand down by the water and i'll get a picture of her as the boat tears past in the background which will make for a really cool picture because the boat will be turning there'll be lots of spray coming up what i didn't tell her is that exactly where she's staying is exactly where the spray from the boat is going to come so the boat came around the corner just gunned it and covered emma in about i don't know 300 liters of water i was gonna say then i was like did you say spray it wasn't a spray it was an absolute (laughs) drowning i literally got absolutely drenched (laughs) and it's worth saying i wasn't even in the water was i in the water i was like literally on the edge so the fact that it literally came so speeding around the corner yeah Yeah. and you got it all on video yeah i did i'm actually gonna add that to my happy list of (laughs) stitching up your mates Mm-hmm. And I was soaking for the rest of the journey because we obviously had to get back in the buggy and go up to back to the up the top of the mountain. But yeah, yeah. I, still have, I still have no regrets about that. You little scoundrel. Well, see, we, we used to do that to our clients. We had like people have paid like three hundred dollars or four hundred dollars each for this for this trip that I took you on. Yeah, and we'd sit them down there and get them soaked, and they'd be like, "I just paid four hundred dollars to get soaked." I literally, I should have clocked on though when you were like, "Oh, give me your phone, I'll get it on your phone," because yeah. you knew that my phone would never have survived that absolute no, wrenching. No. So sneaky. So mm-hmm. remind me again, like summarize your your happy list item. So special okay, so places. That, that was being somewhere, being somewhere peaceful, realistically. So like I said, Maystone or Pullburn. Nice and quiet, no one around that you can see, so nice and quiet. Yeah. The other one, this, so this one is something that I haven't heard talk about, and it's not something that people often like to admit to enjoying. Uh, lots of people do, but they're sort of seen as a bit bogan or, or a bit rough for liking it. But it's, it's driving a car, full driving or riding a motorbike. Uh, so operating that sort of personal machinery for that sort of thing. So I love driving. Um, not, I don't really care about driving on highways. That's not my thing. But driving basically too fast around corners, uh, it's a windy roads. Uh, so all those roads around Queenstown up to Glenorchy, down the lake, over to Wanaka, that sort of thing. I just love driving on those roads. Uh, four wheel driving. So I've always, almost always had a four wheel drive and getting off road in the back country and bowing your way up tracks, down rivers. Um, breaking the vehicle and damaging things or riding a motorbike be that a dirt bike or I used to have a thousand cc Honda sports bike and I used to tear around roads on that so I just love doing that and operating the machinery like that yeah do you know what I think so you are like you've got like absolute polarities here you are like I really love peace and quiet and tranquility in the nature in under the stars camping yada 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 and then you're like and I love to tear shit up (laughs) with loud music cranking at the same time yeah I love this actually I remember this because that time we were out on the buggies you did you were yeah I remember this well I shit my pants basically (laughs) <laughs> I was gonna say it would have gone pretty fast. Yeah, you uh, you did tear it up, but it was super fun. Like I think I really enjoy driving as well. Um, mm-hmm. But again, like not on the motorway or anything. But 
I really like driving up like mountain roads and just like Mm -hmm. really scenic places and I do have a tendency as well to like you know rag it a little bit if I can Mm -hmm. yeah but in general I am a safe driver (laughs) I'm not it's paramount I'm not I'm not an unsafe driver because I know my limits I, I found it hard driving over here because there's, there's so much distraction around. Mm. Like, I, I, you know, when you see American streets on TV, like in, in town, and there's just stuff everywhere. There's billboards, there's McDonald's and Burger King, and yeah. there's power lines everywhere. And um, they, don't, they don't really do roundabouts. They just have uh, Stop signs. Tra- traffic lights everywhere. So there's just a sort of sensory overload where driving in the country and walking around uh, country roads a lot more enjoyable yeah well you're from new zealand so like you're from new zealand where there's like no such thing as a traffic light and like the the roads are basically empty in comparison to the rest of the world so you're a little bit spoiled i'm afraid i I am i am (laughs) and then of course this basically leads into what you were saying um where you like driving and it's i like driving full driving riding the motorbike to somewhere peaceful and quiet. <laughs> You're like absolutely ragging it. Absolutely ragging it through. And then, <laughs> and then because I love, I love how peaceful something seems after you've been somewhere or been doing something hectic. Yeah. And it's and there's anything. So you know when you get home from work and you sit in the car and it's so quiet. You don't go into your house. You just sit in your car because you know yeah. it's just this is in place for a bit. So it's that it's that is they're doing something awesome and fun and exciting and then being somewhere relaxing and peaceful and quiet. Yeah. And I, I love the combination of it. Ying really and do. yang. You are yeah. the balanced human. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. That's really cool. I did have something to say, but I forgot. So I'm just going to, until it comes back to me, I'm going to dive into my happy list and choose one on the Super. fly. Um, because I've actually spoken about quite a few of like the big ones. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's, oh, there's like one that I really haven't spoken about, but is such a big part of my life. So maybe I should just speak about that now. Do you know what the weird thing is about all of this is that I keep having this funny feeling that I'm bearing my soul to everybody. I'm like mm-hmm. full on bearing my soul. Like every single podcast, I'm like releasing a little bit of my like soul out to the universe. And that's like, exciting and thrilling and also quite scary i I've, I've really enjoyed it because it's like well i don't get a chance to talk to you that much anymore it's fun i can still listen to you and and get reminders of how awesome you are just by listening to your podcast and you Stop. but it's you it's you expressing things and it's good to just re- remember who you are Thank even you. though we're quite a distance so carry on with the soul opening I I might save it because I'm going to save that one I think um, for a time where I'm ready to speak about it but mm-hmm. I'm going to talk about one now that's actually really funny okay. so I've recently moved in with um, one of my friends and mm-hmm. so we it, as a like as a pair we're really well like we're, we get on so so well she's my best friend and I am very like fitness into my fitness and very, and so is she to be fair, like on it with my fitness all the time. But she is also really good with like managing her food and like managing, whereas I'm like very much like a pot noodle type of person. 
where I will do the minimal effort to get the maximum amount of, sub of substance, if that makes sense. Like, if it takes five minutes, that is okay. If it takes half an hour, I don't have time for that. <laughs> so I came to like, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to move in with her and we're going to have such a good balance because she, she loves cooking and she'll be cooking like all these lovely meals and I won't need to resort to like pot noodles and stuff. And then we'll be doing our fitness as well. So we'll mm -hmm. keep up with the fitness, da, 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 da. move in with her. A day later, she starts a home bakery. <laughs> a damn home bakery. What am I supposed to do? So well, obviously you have to test everything. Exactly. There's no other option, right? No, like, not. And every time really she's rude. like, do you want these like cut in? So she's cut the brownies all really nice and stuff. And then she's like, do you want mm -hmm. these cut in? So I'm like, of course I want these cut ins. Who do you think I am? When have I ever said no to a bit of brownie? Yeah. So it's a stressful situation, but it has reminded me as well of um, one of the things that's on my happy list. And it's one of the first things that I ever wrote down. And that is the simple pleasure in baking. I love it. I know you do because you've started recently, haven't you? I have, yeah, yes, I have. You baked your first cake. How old are you again? Uh, 32. And you baked your first cake at the age of 32. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That is yep. shocking. So my, my wife just uh, had her 36th birthday in April and she wanted a chocolate cake for her birthday. And I organised for some friends to come around and we had mimosas and French toast and pancakes for breakfast. Delightful. And it was fantastic. And then, so she wanted, she wanted a chocolate cake and she thought I was just going to go to Kroger to the supermarket and buy a packet of cake mix and mix it together and chuck some icing on it. And she just thought that's what I was going to do. Anyway, for those of you guys that want to look at my Instagram later, you'll see the picture of the cake that I made. It is just over the top, ridiculous. It was three layers of chocolate cake really ridiculously moist because I just found the recipe for the moistest chocolate cake. Covered in some of the best chocolate icing I've had. Covered in, so the icing is between each layer and on the outside. And then it was covered in Hershey's chocolate sauce. So it dripped down the side. So you can sort of see the chocolate sauce dripping down the side. And then covered in pieces of chocolate, uh, Oreos, um, Hershey's Kisses, um, little wafer chocolate balls uh everything it was wait do, do you hear that noise it's everyone mm -hmm. drooling mm -hmm. literally it hear was, everybody it drooling was, as you uh, speak we we all basically went to a sugar camera after eating it mm -hmm. it was fantastic mm -hmm. so oh I my get, goodness yeah. it looked it looked it looked like sugar coma inducing and it looked yeah. delightful and i was very jealous that you couldn't send me mm -hmm. a piece but i shouldn't be jealous because obviously i'm living at the moment with a home baker, baker. So, but so are you getting into baking yourself then? Not really, but it did remind mm. me. So I love baking. Mm. And then it made me think about the reasons why I love baking, because it's not like something I do very often. And mm. I was like, why do I, why do I do it when I do it? And I, I, f I figured out the, the reason, the ve like the top reason why I love baking. And you're not going to believe it. What? I just love licking the bowl and spoon afterwards. Oh yeah, no, okay, definitely. That's basically the reason everyone bakes. I think. Is it okay? Good. Yeah, that makes me feel better because yeah. I was like, that is the only reason I think I do it. I think the mm. only reason I do it is so I can eat like basically a raw egg and loads of flour and sugar with no mm. guilt because I made like, a cake. Like uh, cream butter and sugar, just cream butter and sugar together. I would eat that. Maybe some vanilla essence in there. Oh yeah, like, buttercream. Mm -hmm. buttercream yeah oh my goodness yeah exactly so and I was thinking back to like my memories but um so we 
as like kids we always used to make well my mum used to make our birthday cakes like we didn't really have like off the shelf birthday cakes we just used to make them like little sponges and stuff like that and I think that's why it's like growing up always licking the spoon licking the bowl Mm -hmm. um sort of helping but not really helping Mm -hmm. but I actually I feel like I don't want to say this too loudly but I feel like I bet I make better cakes than my mum these days oh oh I know, I don't wanna I don't wanna ruffle any feathers. Sorry, ma'am, if you're listening. But um what's lovely now though is that so from a young age, like I started baking with my nephew mm-hmm. and um his mum started baking with him as well. So like he's got that he's got that love of baking as well. So he loves he really enjoys making um oh. cakes and lemon t- and lemon drizzle and that sort of stuff. So and he's pretty good. So I'm excited to uh I'm excited to get more cakes in my life, to be honest. It's just a fun process because it's messy and like there's no way you can come away from baking without batter all over your face and your hands and the bench and your clothes. Just flour everywhere and uh, chocolate everywhere. It's just, it's a lot of fun. So, it is. And I, like I guess I, that helps. The, my biggest flaw though with baking is not letting the cake cool down before I decorate it. <laughs> Well, I, I did bake a cake yesterday for a friend's kid's graduation. You're addicted and now, aren't you? I am, yeah, I am. And <laughs> I was in a rush because the party was on at their house. And I had to put the, the two layers of the cake, because I made four layers high. I had to put two layers of the cake in the freezer to cool it down fast enough or else the icing just would have, you know, run off. Yeah. So I, was, I thought that was a bit ridiculous, but... It worked, right? It worked, yeah. Yeah, it worked. See, I'm never that patient, or I've never got that foresight with bacon. I'm just like, whap it on, and then you've got melted buttercream everywhere, <laughs> and like bits yeah. of Smarties just like falling off, like a sad, like smile, like no, dripping just, off the cake. You, you put in all that effort to bake this cake, and then you just rush it. Ah, uh, well, do you know what? I was only after the bowl anyway, so. Well, well see, this is why I like baking cookies, because you can, you don't have to wait. I mean, you gotta wait for them to not burn your mouth, but. It's only like a minute or two and you can delve into it. That's like, that's restraint. That is a minute or two. Fair play. Mm-hmm. I'm like, ha, 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 ha. Muffins are good as well because you don't need to wait for them to cool down. That's true. Or you could do what I do and you could just move in with someone who does all the baking for you and there's just cakes everywhere all the time. It's true. It's true. It's a wise decision. You're so wise in I'm so wise. <laughs> she's got to the point now as well where like if I'm upstairs or she's downstairs because she's like baking literally all the time and she's finished with the utensil, she's like, do you want to lick the spoon? And I'm like, down the stairs. <laughs> like, hi, did you call me? <laughs> it's like when you were a kid. Yeah, pretty much. But yeah. hey, you've got to follow what brings you joy. It brings me joy. <laughs> it's, it, it's one of those things that I don't think anyone hates baking because everyone loves the results of baking true right so i mean you can be bad at baking and you know you, you don't want to bake because you, you're bad at it but mm-hmm. you still want to do it because you're still going to eat the better of the cake or the better of the cookies or whatever yeah and if you're if you're as talented as me at licking the spoon and bowl then you don't have that much washing up well see i, I hey. my problem is <laughs> yeah my problem is i've got this great big beard right so if I start licking the spoon, and this happens every single time, so I start licking the spoon. Save some for later. It's just like right down my bed. And it's and then I have to go, not only like rinse it out, I have to go to the bathroom and like stay there for about two minutes just scrubbing cookie batter out of my bed or cake batter or icing or a combination of all three or four or whatever it is. 
yeah it's an interesting but it's it's great i love it yeah same i knew you'd like that one and mm-hmm. literally i could literally talk to you all evening um but i feel like now is the time for you to tell everyone if they want to follow your baking journey <laughs> you're in its infancy but also your travels and what you're up to in general where can yeah, they find cool. you cool so my instagram handle is balake from nz so i can't remember it's a b-a-l-a-k-a-y from it, nz is, what did you say? Bulky. Balake. Balake. So, yeah, so I don't know if you've, if you've ever seen this. You're going to want to go and watch this now. So there's a Key and Peele skit called Substitute Teacher. So Key and Peele are two black American comedians. Okay. And they've got a, they've got a skit about a black substitute teacher from like one of the bad parts of town. And he comes into this white private school and starts doing the role. And he's thinking everyone's got like real gangster hood names like there's a kid whose name's Aaron and he calls him AA Ron and okay. D9 for Denise and Balake for Blake. You gotta just go, ahead go ahead and watch it. It is one of the funniest videos you'll watch in a long time. Oh, is it on your happy yeah. list? Hashtag Shay happy yeah. list. That is on my happy list. King and Peel, substitute teacher. Well, regardless, so I'll post your handle anyway in the um, description, in the episode description. Um, mm-hmm. But now everyone knows the story behind it as well, so that's cute. Mm-hmm. And if they want to share their own happy list, they just have to use the hashtag share your happy list and I will find them. And um, yeah, my handle is Emma's happy list now as well, because I decided finally to change my handle. Did that confuse you for a bit, Blake? Yes, horribly. No, I thought you, <laughs> I thought you might have started a new uh, uh, Instagram without. Oh. Like, you don't, don't say anything. You don't want another Instagram account. I don't want another Instagram account. I don't. Is it like life online is just you know it it mm-hmm. doesn't really need to be split up in all those places. No, because no, it's it's who you are and yeah, yeah. So I get that, and it's, yeah. just, it's just it's just it's just more administration as well, and administration sucks. Ah, one hundred percent. I am definitely not, on board with yeah. that. Administration is not a happy place. So, <laughs> coming from an accountant that's a big statement yeah i can tell you that <laughs> well it's been an absolute delight as yeah, always yeah thank you very much for having me on thank you very much for sharing your stories and bearing part of your soul to everybody mm, it's no problem it's been lovely but for now i will bid you uh good night well no it's good night yes. for me and good and day for it's, you. yeah it's three, quarter to three here so time to go have a beer or do something Beautiful. And I shall catch up with you super soon. All right. Kakite. We'll see you later. Ciao.